Hey everyone, I'm Phyllis, and I just wanted to come in with a short intro for this latest episode of Talk Daredevil. We wanted to give our listeners a heads up that the audio quality for our guest this week isn't the best, but he has some great knowledge to share, and we hope you all enjoy what will hopefully be the first of more podcast guests to come. Happy listening. Uh, we are here today with our first, I think our first special guest. Um, we have Charles Murphy from Murphy's Multiverse. Hello, Charles. How are you? I'm good. This is uh, this is fun. I'm excited to be here. Other Charles and I recorded our podcast this morning, so I've had a good day of chatting up good Marvel stuff and talking to people who are passionate about it. So I think it's a pretty good day. Also here with us, we have Christina from Save Daredevil. Hey, everybody. It's uh, good to be here. Yay. Okay. We wanted to have you here today because you are an expert in what the signs are when Marvel is about to have a new show or property come on the air. So uh, I've, you know, I've been friends with you for several years and I've watched and you've built up your, your website, the Murphy's Multiverse, and you just sort of have this passion of following stuff from way before there's official news. So as we come up on November 29th, when Marvel gets Daredevil back, we know that there are some fans that are kind of expecting Kevin Feige to jump out of a cake on November 29th and just announce, okay, there's, you know, here's what we're doing with Daredevil. But you and I know that's not how the world works. So I kind of thought it would be interesting for you to come on and talk about what the signs are when Marvel is getting ready to do something with a new property. So if we're we're talking just about them doing something Daredevil related, so not, not Daredevil showing up in another property, and it's actually a timely question for you to ask. They, one of the very first steps um, that I would be able to, to find out about, unless, like you said, Feige jumps out of a cake um, and, and decides to tell everybody, one of the first steps is they would be filing, um, creating and filing paperwork for a production company. Um, they file limited liability corporations for all their projects. And eventually those things, the info on that um, makes its way to me. And sometimes those things are easy to interpret and easy to crack, and other times they're a little convoluted. Like, for instance, the LLC that they created for Captain Marvel is called Warbird. So anybody who is a Captain Marvel comic book fan would be able to catch on to that. But other in other times, like um, with WandaVision, the LLC that they created was called Static Productions. And no one just seeing that would be able to tie that to WandaVision. Um, so that would be one of the first steps that, that I would be able to, to find and see if I could make sense out of it. Um, Let's go back one step. Has Feige ever actually jumped out of a cake? Because now I have that image in my brain. Not, not that I've ever seen, but I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, he is a, he is a wily guy, whatever he's got to do. You don't know for sure that when they did the, the big announcement of, of Phase 3 back in the day, that maybe backstage he jumped out of the cake before he got started. Uh, I don't I don't see that being his go to, but you never know. So back when they did that phase three announcement, was that a part of another bigger announcement? Was that a part of San Diego Comic-Con or any of the regular things that we see them announce news? No, that was that was pretty wild. That was just a, I don't know if it was maybe a Tuesday or a Wednesday at the El Capitan Theater. They kind of put out a, an announcement, a press release that they were going to be there. And no one had any idea of how major that was going to be. I don't I mean, nobody that was sitting there 
knew that they were going to be announcing the entire slate for phase three, that they were going to be bringing actors out on stage. That was that was a crazy, crazy day. And that was back in the early days of, I think we were all together at MCU Exchange at the time still. And I don't think any of us knew that was uh, that was even a possibility for something like that, too. So it's totally separate. Okay, so there's still a potential that they could have an event. I mean, we haven't seen any news or signs of it, but we also haven't had many events recently for Feige to make big announcements. And I think that's what everybody's kind of been looking for. Do you want to talk about those, like the times that they make the big announcements in current times? Yeah, so there's actually there are actually a couple of dates coming up. Not that I expect specifically any Daredevil news, but there are a couple of dates coming up. Um, one this Thursday, November 12th, where there's going to be, um, I think this is the investor. This might be the web the webinar or webcast that they were doing that they were supposed to do all the way back in March, right before everything shut down. Uh, and there's there's some expectation that this Tuesday we might get some news about what's going on on Disney Plus. Um, and then there's another date I want to say that's December 10th, where the the CEO and everybody sits down and chats with investors. And says like, hey, here's what happened last quarter, and here's what's on the horizon for us. It's not been too frequent that investors' calls are sources of huge news, but if they're, you know, if they have some projects for Disney Plus, for instance, that are in development, uh, that would be pretty exciting. They might let some of that information out to their investors to help help them uh, feel good about going into 2021. Outside of that, last year, 2019, San Diego Comic Con right, and D23, so that's like Disney's own. Uh, Special Comic-Con were both huge sources of news for upcoming uh, Marvel Studios projects. And I think a lot of people were caught off guard by how much news broke during D23. But there's not going to be another D23 until 2022, which I think is um, the 80th anniversary of Disney. And at this point, given the way everything's been going, there's no guarantee that San Diego Comic-Con will be uh, you know, live and in person in what we are used to it being. Uh, even next year. So the, the opportunity exists for Marvel to do kind of what DC did, which was its own online uh, Comic-Con, which they called Fandome, where they kind of rolled out some of their future projects there. So on a grand scale, I mean, if people are looking for any sign of Daredevil coming back, we hear lots and lots of rumors of, you know, he's going to be in Spider-Man 3, he's going to be in this, he's going to be in that. At what point should people take those types of rumors seriously? Or should they ever take them seriously? I, you know, so I'm out of all the the Netflix series that were canceled when this all happened. Um, you know that Charles and I, my partner Charles and I, both were huge fans of Daredevil, and a lot of that comes from how great of a job Charlie Cox did in the role. I want Daredevil back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as soon as possible. I've heard all those rumors. I'm just going to tell you guys, I don't take any of them seriously at all. And I would say that you guys do the same. Up until somebody shows up um, on set in in a Daredevil costume or in a or portraying Matt Murdock, because the, the stuff runs around and <clears throat> we try to kind of to track it and where does it come from? And there are so many sites that legitimately just make things up because they know they're going to to draw attention, and then some of those things make their way into the mainstream or or to fans, and they sound pretty good. So I've not. I've not heard from anybody that I trust at the moment that Daredevil is is set to show up in Spider-Man 3. From what I can tell, the genesis of that rumor came from, uh, hey, Peter Peter's in a lot of trouble at the end of uh, Far From Home. 
you'll probably need a lawyer in Spider-Man 3 would be a pretty cool time for Daredevil to show up. And then people just ran with that and turned it into, you know, this is something I heard, then it became a rumor. And it gets to the point where it's sad because when it doesn't happen, you're going to have a lot of disappointed fans. And it didn't really come from a place of any any sort of solid foundation at all. Here's a question about that rumor. We basically live in that same space of we're not going to believe it unless it comes from a really credible source. But is that something that you think Marvel pays attention to? That Marvel would say, oh, my gosh, there's this huge inaccurate rumor about Charlie Cox showing up as Daredevil in Spider-Man 3. There's still a love for this portrayal of this character. Do you think that's something that is on their radar at all? Oh, I I think that Kevin Feige knows that the Charlie's a portrayal of the character that he's got a huge fan following. I'm I'm very confident that that Feige's aware of that, and I think he knows that people would be very happy with Charlie coming back in the role. And, and beyond that, I think I know he's aware that how how much people would like to see Vincent D'Onofrio back um, as as Kingpin. So yeah, they're aware of everything. They have so many different eyes and ears out, out there that. They, they definitely have a good pulse of what the fans' needs and wants are. Now, whether or not that means that they always come back around to that is a different story, but they're certainly aware of it. Right, right. That makes sense. So something else I was thinking about, if our math is correct, the rights for Luke Cage and Iron Fist have already returned to Marvel. And of course, there's been absolute silence. There's been nothing about those two characters. Is that kind of an indication of what we can expect that November 29th will roll around and we just won't hear anything at all? Yeah, I personally, I'm not expecting any news to, to come out about Daredevil on, on the 29th of November. Marvel has been quiet for a very, very long time. Uh, they are like WandaVision is still set to air sometime this year and we don't know when yet. I think they've been quiet because they've been trying to make sure that they've got a handle on on when their productions are going to be completed and and when things are going to be done before they get anything too official looking out there. So we don't have a lot of info about projects that are currently in development. They haven't done a lot of cast announcements or anything. And outside of what happened at D23 last year, where they announced that like She-Hulk and Moon Knight were among the next group of projects coming up, we've heard, I mean, it's been radio silence on their part about the projects that are forthcoming. So I'm not expecting anything at all from them anytime soon about Daredevil. And I have, they've been very, very quiet. Um, and I think they're just trying to make sure that they've got their, they've got their ducks in a row before they let any info out. But yeah, I, I would be surprised if we heard anything on that date. So the first sign of if there's going to be an Endeville show would be, would be creating the LLC. What kind of time frame after that? Because like WandaVision feels like it's been in production for years at this point. Um, what What is the realistic time frame? So it's usually, so I, I will say that there's an average of about 18 months between the creation of the production company and the beginning of production. You know, right now we have very few data points that we can count on since Kevin Feige took over the Marvel TV division, right? So all we have are Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki. And with the disruption of COVID, the COVID-related disruption, you can't really get any good data on how long it takes for them to even produce a show, right? Because like you said, they, they started last fall, and a year later, they're just getting done because they had this huge delay. Um, 
but for both of those and for most of these most of their projects since I've been paying attention, I'd say the average is 18 months, but I've seen some turnaround as quick as uh, 12 months, and I've seen others be about two years before production starts on those. So not even, and then you're looking at like a year after production starts. So if, you know, a year and a half to three years, um, possibly between the, the formation of the LLC and when you'd actually see the project on the screen or on your TV. I'm remembering way back when, when the rights originally reverted the rights for Daredevil originally reverted back to Marvel. It was in 2013 or something around that time. Um, I do remember an interview, a reporter flat out asked Feige, is it true that the rights to Daredevil are back with Marvel? And Feige did say yes and didn't say anything at all after that. But do you think that he would actually answer that question now if the question was posed to him? I think so. He, he knows that fans are really aware of what's going on. and. In my, I, I actually sat in a room, I was lucky enough to sit in a room with him and interview him. I don't ever get the sense that he's going to flat out lie to anybody, but he has no problem withholding. And the, the other thing is good luck tricking him into saying something he doesn't want to say. He's very smart and he's very thoughtful before he answers. So, so my, my sense of sitting in the room with him is other than the fact that he's a billionaire and has the coolest job in the world, that he's pretty much just like me. Like he sits around all day and he thinks about how cool Marvel stuff is. And, you know, he, he has this like, great experience as a kid watching Star Wars, Indiana Jones, reading comic books. So when you ask him a question as a, as a fan and someone who was lucky enough to interview him, I felt like he anticipated everything I was going to ask him. And he just, you know, he sat there and looked at me for a second and then he answered the question without giving me any kind of answer at all. So he can bounce around things and he can, he can withhold information, but I don't see why he would have any reason to lie about this because he knows that People are passionate about Daredevil and people know that these rights are returning to them. So I would think he would answer that, honestly. That must have been an amazing experience. I'm thinking about uh, just reading some interviews with him and saying, oh, my God, this guy is a master of the non-answer. It's it's really true. Yeah, it was that whole experience for me was surreal. Um, I, I was able to go to the to California for the Infinity War world premiere and the press event. So I got to I got to interview all like many many members of the cast and the Russo brothers and the writers of the movies and and it was just such a cool thing. But getting to hang out for fifteen minutes with Feige was definitely the highlight. I I, rem- I was super excited for you when all of that happened. Um, it was it was just I was so glad you got to do that. Let's talk a little bit about how much the cast knows, you know, like, is there any chance that members of the cast will know things before, like, you've found that LLC or before we know what that LLC is? Because maybe you'll find one and it'll be so random. But um, what are the odds that, like, people should be combing cast interviews trying to look for any scraps of information? I'd say in, in this case, like, if we're actually talking about them bringing back cast from the Netflix shows, they would they would have a chance of knowing stuff ahead of time. But if it's an if for any reason they're using new cast members, so here's a really good example. About six weeks ago, three months ago, I have no idea. Let's say in 2020, um, I found a, an LLC filed by Marvel that's called Solve Everything Productions, and and that is to me um, it points directly at the Fantastic Four property. Okay, so they that's there, it exists, and to, what that means is that they are just starting to get together to think about hiring writers and, and finding a vision and finding a director. So 
there's no even though that LLC exists today, there's no cast, there's no crew, there's nothing. So nobody unless they've unless they've done something like they've done in the past with Chadwick Boseman or Brie Larson, where they bring them on board uh, well ahead of their own films to put them into other films. Any cast members aren't going to to know. And to be honest with you, most of the cast members don't know um, what the name of the LLC is. I've talked to some of the cast from WandaVision and some of the cast from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They have no idea when it's going to air either. Some of them don't even know what goes on in the series other than the episode that they're in. So they they really keep them in the dark as much as possible, to be honest with you. They don't want them to be able to give anything away. I think that's good for people to keep in mind as, as they're getting closer and they're trying to figure things out. Something that we saw that was kind of interesting after the Netflix shows happened is um, the comics started to just a little bit reference kind of visuals from the shows, team ups from the shows. Uh, we got that Defender series where it was the same four Defenders as were in the TV show. I have a feeling there might be fans out there who are going to look at the comics and try to look for clues about what might happen on screen. I'm not one of those people. I don't think that's going to happen. But can you speak to that at all? Yeah, I think it's, it's an interesting time now because when they reshuffle things not too awful long ago, Kevin Feige is now kind of oversees everything. So I don't know how much influence he has in the comics. Uh, I hope it's very little, and I can explain that a little bit more in a second. But I know that they at least he at least has the opportunity, if he wants, to kind of oversee that and influence it. Um, but what I would say you can look at are things like they, they are there's a new Shang-Chi series out because they're anticipating at the time the Shang-Chi film should have been out um, in February. So they had a Shang-Chi series ready to go there. There's a new Eternals series coming out and they were anticipating having the Eternals in theaters much sooner. So, so sometimes, especially around properties that they're going to be a little bit, that fans are going to be a little bit less familiar with. Um, they might roll out new series. Or they might roll out a new number one to get some interest going in and around that time. With something like Daredevil, that's going to be really hard to do. Daredevil's had, you know, ongoing series for, I don't know, forever. I couldn't tell you the last time there wasn't an ongoing Daredevil series. And the current direction of it, it has gone, you know, way off the path from where it was before. It's really switched gears. So I don't know that there's much to read into it with a character like Daredevil just because he's so popular and so, so classic and iconic and has been, like I said, he's been... An part of ongoing series for uh, forever. I'm sure there was a time where there wasn't a Daredevil series, but that one, that one specifically, would be pretty tough to get a read on. Do you think that Feige has any kind of feelings about seeing other TVMA-rated comic book TV shows on other uh, streaming services? Do you think that he's looking at the success of The Boys and Preacher? and Watchmen and shows like that and thinking to himself, we don't have that anymore? You know, that's a really, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't get the sense from, from anything I've read on his part that he thinks any of that stuff is necessary. And I guess the box office at least speaks to the fact that it isn't. They've been able to do just great without ever, ever crossing the line towards anything too hardcore. Um, and I, you know, I think... He might be okay with letting letting that the boys and those other 
series you mentioned just have that little corner of, of that of that superhero fandom um, because I think the way that he's done it, he's proven to be successful. And I think you know it would it would re, it would be a big shift for him to, to do something really dramatic like that. Now we are going to see uh, the Modoc animated series on Hulu, which I think is going to obviously be a lot more adult themed, even though it's animated. So we'll see how that goes. That's going to be sort of one of the first things that hits the air under his um, supervision. But we also just saw Hellstrom come out on Hulu, which he, he wasn't around, at, at least in charge of the TV division when they were in production. But we've seen and even heard the showrunner say that there's no no greater connection to the Marvel Cinematic Universe there. So I, you know, I wonder if in the future, if they did have things like that on Hulu, if they would be standalone and not part of the whole it's all connected thing which is one of the more enjoyable parts of the MCU is that, you know, when you see something in, in one film or one series, it's going to pop up somewhere else. But yeah, I'm not sure that he, based on what I've seen out of him, that he thinks it's necessary to go that route. And he also hasn't seemed very interested in um, going forwards. I mean, I know some of the MCU movies have been nominated for Academy Awards, but that hasn't seemed like a priority for Feige Marvel. If you if you ask me what I how I would interpret what's going on, I remember listening to him talk um, maybe 2015, 2016, and he really what what really mattered to him was having every Marvel character under his umbrella. He really wanted Fantastic Four back. He really wanted the X Men back. He really wanted Daredevil back. He really wanted Spider Man back. And now he's put himself probably as close to that as he's ever going to get. So I feel like that part of it is pretty fulfilled. I feel like that, you know how we have the MCUs broken into phases. I feel like that was phase two of Feige's, Feige's MCU journey. Like phase one was, hey, let's get this thing up and running. Phase two is, let's get all these characters back. And I think now he's on to phase three, which to me looks like, let's correct all the mistakes that were made with these characters before. So I think he's he's working towards that with Spider-Man and whether or not fans like what the direction that he's taking. I think he's he wants to take he wants to put his stamp in, and take his direction with these characters. And the next one up are going to be the Fantastic Four. And after that, obviously, the X-Men. But I do think that somewhere in there, there's going to be some some room for Daredevil and Iron Fist specifically. Um, I would imagine that of, of all those series that Kevin Feige was probably the least pleased with the direction of Iron Fist because one of the things that you can see with Feige is he, he knows that he has comic book characters living in a comic book character world. He's not really the guy who's going to do the, I'm going to take these comic book characters and completely ground them and take all the fantastical elements away. We've got aliens, we've got dragons coming up in Shang-Chi. These things are going to be a part of the MCU. So I think that, He's going to look at, at being able to get his hands on some of these other properties, Daredevil, Iron Fist, et cetera, and put his stamp on those as well. You know, you just mentioned he he's getting all these characters back. One of the characters he's getting back is Deadpool. Would Deadpool even work in an MCU family-friendly setting? I think I think it's totally possible. I think the way that the two Deadpool movies were made, were R-rated, and I know people loved them. Um, but those even those even represent an over-the-top comic book version of Deadpool. Deadpool has been in Avengers comic books. He's been in Spidey comic books. 
and he doesn't need to be that violent and that profane and that gross. He, there, there are plenty of versions of Deadpool that work without the extent of all the of all the swearing and all the dirty jokes that were made in those two Ryan Reynolds films. And so I, I totally feel like if they want to go that route, they can. But then you run the same risk that we talked about. You're going to have fans who show up to watch Deadpool and are going to wonder why he's not making the same jokes that he was making in the first two Deadpool movies. But yeah, he certainly can fit um, in, in the MCU as it is if they dial it back a little bit. Now, if that's going to be a part of what their plan is, that's a different story. I know a lot of people keep waiting for that next Deadpool film to get greenlit. And so far, we've heard nothing official on that. Um, but yeah, he can fit in there. So no hope for a Marvel After Dark where they just go for an adult-oriented segment of the universe. And I don't want to say that there's no chance for it because who knows who knows what uh, Feige has in mind past what we have going on now. But if you if you look at what they are doing um, and what we do know about, it just doesn't seem like there's room for that right now. They have so much that they can do uh, through through Disney Plus and, and, you know, hopefully they continue to be able to put films in theaters and people can go watch them. Um, I'm sure that they can continue to do cool things like this. I really think this MODOK show looks looks hilarious. and I think it's going to be great. Um, I don't know that it's going to fit into the, you know, the MCU canon or anything. But I think they'll definitely still do stuff like that. But I really do think that Feige's interested in when he rolls out these characters, he wants them all to be a part of that same tapestry, right, of that that big ongoing narrative. And, and so the ones that are important to him are, are going to be there and be in it. And I think to take something like MCU After Dark or to, to set aside this whole separate R-rated Marvel Knights universe that people talk about all the time, I think that would be that would be a huge leap for him because he really likes the idea of them all being a part of the same story. Fascinating. Something I've been thinking about is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And we've been teased with the multiverse. There has been all these rumors about things going on with the multiverse. Do you think that that could be a way to reintroduce the character, maybe even in a way of saying, oh, and this explains why he hasn't been connected to the greater universe at large? At the moment, I don't feel like I know enough about the way they're going to interpret the multiverse um, to do that. Like, I know a lot of people are going like, oh, well, in the multiverse, that's how they're going to explain the Fox X-Men movie. Well, if it's the multiverse working the way that it should, those characters would, those, those people, there would be versions of them in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Earth 2. So, you know, same thing with, with Daredevil. If they if they try to say like, hey, these, these Netflix um, series took place in another multiverse, well, there's still a Matt Murdock and there's still a Luke Cage running around somewhere Um in the MCU. So I'm not sure how to interpret it and if that's going to be the way they go. Um, and then in that, in that sense, if that's all they do in that movie is just show windows to all these other characters, that's going to be a pretty boring movie. And I think they have a pretty, a pretty big plan for that movie. I don't know that that's the place where I set my sights on, but you, I mean, I really don't know how they're proceeding with any of that stuff at the moment. So it's a possibility. So just any other signs. So we don't expect there to be any changes in the comics. We, you know, you're going to keep an eye out for LLCs and announce to the world if you see anything that's Daredevil. There's, there's, you know, the, the cast may not know until there's anything. Any other signs 
that would come before there's like a big official announcement? Oh, I mean, yeah, like if they if they decide that they're going to put him into Spider-Man, like I said, I don't think he fits there based on what we know right now, because that movie continues to seem like it's going to be a much bigger deal than Peter sitting in court. Um, but if he shows up on set and they're filming in Atlanta, Atlanta is such a major hub. People are pounding the airport all the time looking for celebrities to come in to get autographs. The chances of a celebrity sneaking in and out of Atlanta while, while something's filming are, are pretty low. I mean, it happens. They, they can do it, but it's, it's not quite as easy as it used to be. And like, if we're, if we're really thinking about where the character does fit, She-Hulk is coming up. That'll start filming in February. And if they want to get him back into the MCU and enter, you know, kind of like slowly bring him back in without putting him into his own project, She-Hulk certainly makes a ton of sense. It's after they get the rights back. It's a, a series that's going to have some part of it taking place in a courtroom. And, it, you know, there's no reason that maybe it isn't maybe it isn't Matt. Maybe she runs into Foggy. Maybe you just get a reference to Nelson and Murdoch. Something like that would go a long, long ways for for fans who are, you know, still hungry to offer more Daredevil stuff. So I, I totally expect Kevin to get him back to get Daredevil back in the mix at some point soon because I know that he's he likes the character as well. But I don't like I said, I don't think it fits in Spider Man, maybe She Hulk. And if he is gonna show up in She Hulk, that would be something that has the potential to leak out whether it be from an agent or one of these casting grids or, you know, someone in the crew gets too excited and tells someone they shouldn't tell. And then they tell everybody that stuff happens all the time. So, um, and especially when you're talking about a character that so many people are so interested in as Daredevil. Well, thanks, man. I mean, I think that covered everything I was wanting to cover unless Christina has any more questions. No, this has been great. I, I so appreciate you hanging out with us. Oh, my pleasure. No problem. It's, you'll, uh, it's hard for me to say no to get in to do stuff like this. This is this is what I uh, this is what I do now. <laughs> so, <laughs> still have a real job, but this is what I look forward to and what, what makes my days go by. So I appreciate you guys having me on. So where can people find you if they want to follow you for all the hot scoops? Oh man! Uh, so we are. It's funny. This this weekend was the one year anniversary of Murphy's Multiverse. So you can find that at murphysmultiverse.com. And you can find me on Twitter at underscore Charles Murphy. Um, you can also find the site's Twitter is at Multiverse Murph. And you can also listen to our podcast, the Murphy's Law Podcast, uh, that my partner Charles Villanueva and I do every week. Um, and you can also check out our Patreon, the Murphy's Multiverse Patreon, where we have uh, you know a, a weekly Q and A with our with our patrons, and we have a Discord server there that has really really been awesome. Um, as a community to, to have something like that, where it's much more of the positive stuff that you expect out of a fan community and a lot less of the negativity that comes sometimes with social media. So all those places are, uh, you can find us hanging out any of those all the time. Christine, is there anywhere that people should try to find you on the internets? Uh, sure. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Christina4109 and love to talk to you about Daredevil. That's pretty much all I do at that account. So it'll be fun. Cool. And people can find me at NYC re RHI NYC RHI on Twitter. Cool. This has been fun. I had a great time. This has been great. Yeah, it was really fun. Thank you for listening to Talk Daredevil. 
the official podcast of the Save Daredevil campaign. For more information on Save Daredevil, please visit our website at savedaredevil.com. Remember, Murdoch's always get back up.